This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson, and alongside me is Ricky Weaver. What's up, what's up? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. That was the second take. Ricky did something way douchier and said, nope, I want to redo this. He so, didn't want to be known for that guy. Really, it was I didn't. I wanted to make sure we hit record on the camera so they could see us. This we week. got we got a camera in front of us now, so Ricky's got to up the what's up, what's upness, and it's awful. Yeah, uh, well, but- you got to put on a show. Got to put on a show for the YouTubes. Hi, YouTubes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are going to be previewing the Pacific. Pacific Division in the NBA. This is our last division. It's kind of sad seeing uh, the divisions previews wrap up. Getting them. specific about the Pacific. Damn right, Dave. I don't know, Dave. Before we started, wanted to get into the news, and we're like, well, Dave, we got one more. We got one more division. We'll be, left. I think our fans want more from us. <laughs> we'll be getting into the news. We'll be talking about Kyle Lowry. We'll be talking about Ben Simmons soon. Don't fret, everybody. And then we're going to wrap it up by talking about the teams' rankings that we uh, we're going to be going into. We're in part two. Part dos, uh, we're going to be ranking, uh, we're telling you our rankings from 11 to 20. We did uh, 21 through 30 last week, so check that out. And uh, we just took all of our position rankings, our coaching rankings, put them all together, and added them up, and Ricky did all the math. So hopefully it's right. But anyways. Yeah, Ricky math. <laughs> Ricky math. It's all right, man. All right. It's not my math. I'm not taking credit for it. I didn't <laughs> I didn't invent math. You didn't invent math, but you did You may have math. interpreted it a little differently than well, you know, some you people. Get, you're at the bottom, you get one point. You're the... Best point guard, you get 30 points. We're That's just, how it works. We're just saying you did this math. Yeah. So if the math is wrong, yep. blame him. Credit due. Blame I him. I used Google and I just went enter <laughs> and clicked all of them. And Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Anyways, Computers, man. Let's, Whoa. Let, let's get into the Pacific <laughs> Division. We got the Golden State Warriors. going to be our headliner, so let's just talk about the Golden State Warriors because we saw uh, the final, the first showing of uh, Steph and Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson all together in a preseason game. And uh, holy shit. Yeah, that was dirty. Like it was like a yeah. pickup game for them. And when they're up like thirty to forty, and Steph's just laughing at people, chucking up shots. I don't know. That that's a team I want to watch all year. To be honest, they're like, gonna have fun. Oh, yeah. when, they are gonna have fun this year. When Iggy comes up with the court and tosses it <laughs> behind his back to Clay, who's oh sitting God. on uh, out of bounds, or uh, Steph out of bounds and fires up a three. It's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. If you haven't heard, uh, I don't know how you haven't heard this, but Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors. So now you got Kevin Durant, who is our second small forward. We have Clay Thompson, who was our number one uh, shooting guard. I'm sorry, Dave. We have because you're a big. big Do you James not Harden understand fan. James Harden's going to put up thirty and I thirty like fifteen that. and eight this it year? Two v one, number one, number one. You put him at number two. They also it's okay now because he is now a point guard officially for the Rockets. So he's the third best point guard in the league now. Russ and Steph. You know they also have the second best power forward, and they also have the number one point guard. I don't know if you heard of him, but uh, Steph Curry's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, what, what should this team be doing? I mean, because obviously, don't shoot for the record. That's all they got to do. But don't was the record the problem? Like, what? I think it was a little bit. It was. It's kind of like I'm gonna I'm gonna compare it to a team that's actually gonna play an hour from when we're recording this in baseball. My Chicago Cubs. The big thing and why I'm so nervous there is all the history. Well, with this, it was, you got the record. We talked about who's better, the Warriors, the Bulls, the Warriors, the Bulls. And then I feel like the pressure might have got, yeah, they ran into LeBron James, who generation, like for this generation, best player that we've seen since Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. However, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, we got to win, we got to win, we got to win, going up 3-1, and they didn't close the deal. 
Yeah, it, it, and it's. Do you think it's more of a rest thing? So they'll probably be resting Steph. They'll be resting Clay. They'll be resting Draymond more. I think this year they're just not going to think about it. Like last year, we thought about it so much. Yeah, but in the postseason, it doesn't matter. Well, in so the, why were they thinking about the record? Well, it was not just the record. It was okay. We got the record. Now we got to. It puts a little added pressure. Cause well, yeah, because if you become the chump it. who you know puts up the best regular season record and, and can't bring loses. it all home. Then you're known forever as the ultimate loser. I mean, look at yeah. what Scottie Pippen did right after they lost it. Come on. I don't. I don't know what that means. I've never experienced that as a fan. No, no. Completely unfamiliar. 2007 never happened, guys. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, this this team could do the record. They they could break the record again. But yeah. I, I think I think that definitely you know resting Steph more so he's going healthy into the finals or playoffs because obviously he dealt with that ankle injury. Mm-hmm. You know, resting Clay so he so he can go off in those spurts more often. KD's obviously dealt with some injuries as well. Draymond seems pretty reliable. Knock on wood for you for you yeah. Warrior fans, but. Honestly, do, does this team have what it takes to finally win it all? Because we, we know they can, but Absolutely. like, finally will they win do it all? Finally, well, finally, after I mean, last two years year, ago, after that, last year, I know oh, yeah. they, I know they've won Look, a championship. Well, let's be honest, they won two years ago, and they came pretty fucking close to winning back to back. So I think saying finally well, is a little bit of a knock on this team. Does does this team have what it takes? Can to they take revenge from last it? year? It, it's war. It's Warriors Cavs Part Three. That's what we're waiting for. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? The only only one that needs to live up to this prophecy is the Cavs, because the West isn't as tough as the East. You're saying for wait, the what? For the Warriors, what? What? Warriors are going to get to the playoffs, and then yeah, they might have a little hiccups, but I am confident they go to the finals with this team. With this team, no, no, I'm just the, the whole West is easier than the East. I'm just, no, no, my no, mind no. Is I'm, blown. I'm saying for the Warriors. For the Warriors, I am more confident in them making the finals than I do the Cavs. Fair enough. Even, even with the teams that even the killers in the West, like the Clippers, yes. the Spurs, because this oh, the team, Clippers, well, well, this, <laughs> that preseason, game, this, this team, fifty points, come on, this team was so it's good last year. Yeah, they I went know, down. But... They were down virtually one three mm-hmm. against the Thunder, but they added Kevin Durant. So you just had the best team get even better. I'm confident this team is but a they lock for didn't the finals. Add, they lost guys down low. Which is where they were abused at in the finals. As long this team, Are you is, worried about that matchup at all? I'm not in the playoffs. It's a different that's, story. No, that's, that's what my only question is because you're already having them I'm as a write-in for the championship. I'm not worried to answer your question, but I will say the one thing that'll be interesting about this team: if they start missing shots, what are they going to do? Yeah, well, that's the thing. They don't have scoring inside, so they need to hit their jump shots. shooting. Doesn't win championships, right, Charles? No, does not. Uh, I believe uh, Steph, uh, LeBron James kind of proved that in the in the in the finals last year. Well, LeBron uh, James went Super Saiyan, so I mean, like there ain't nothing yeah. gonna stop him. But but the thing is, is like, is is it only making their shots, or is it defense? Like, because looking at this team, I mean, obviously well, we, this, we know it helps when you shoot lights out. Yeah, they're a system, and the system's not changing. Kevin Durant only makes this team better. I mean, I don't want to Dennis Green and crown their asses, but I I think we are set up for if I had to put my money on it now. I would put part three Warriors Cavs. Let's go get it done. I just want to see that in June. Are you sure? Yes. What it's, are the odds? Oh, the odds. I would like if I was a Vegas. I'm thinking one like of the wise guys. Two to one. Two to one. Two to one. There's a wow. two to one. Like chance. if that's if that's the the odds, it's not going to be like that far chance where you see like oh they're a sixty to one favorite. No, this is a two to one. Two best teams in the league. I just want to see them back in the finals. Get that revenge match. One one. You got one. Who's going to win the best of three? Interesting. That's pretty, pretty high odds there. Interesting. That's, you guys don't right think that the no, Warriors or the Cavs are going to get to the finals this year? You don't think that injuries can happen? 
Injuries can happen. Anything but right, can happen. And the season happen. hasn't even but started. Right exactly. now, with the teams that I've seen, I mean, I mean, we're no not talking about Smith. the Cavs. We, but look at K. Have you seen K. Felder? What can he? What can he actually do? What can he do that J.R. Smith? J.R. J.R. Smith was a great player. Be a reliable backup. J.R. Smith can go clutch as fuck. Inside, he had one dunk. Huge loss. Don't get me wrong. But we talked about this last week. But this Warrior team, though, it's just yeah, injuries can happen. But the team I see right now, I'm confident they go to the finals. Yeah, no shit. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they're a super team. I mean, but yeah. the, but the thing that every superhero has their weakness. I'm trying. I'm trying to see talk. You know, talk about their weakness here. Is their it the health? Is it the missing shots? Is it inside? Said. It's inside. It's, it's exactly that low post game. They they lost Bogut down low. And look, let's be honest. There there's a point of abuse. If teams can drill them over and over down low, they're fine. Like that. that they just it's completely reliant of their offense, their system. And again, leading to what Ricky said about it being a system setup. Uh, Kevin Durant came out, had some comments recently about it, how um, he's saying, you know, I'm not as smart as I thought I was about the game. It's played different way here than what I'm used to playing. It's not a knock on OKC. It's not a knock on my past teammates or organization. It's just different. It's fun here, and it's fun where I was playing before, but that book is closed. It's a knock on hero ball. That's what that is. And I think that's what it is. It's <laughs> Here, everybody wants everybody to succeed. In OKC, it was, I want to win, and Russell Westbrook also wants to win. But we each have our own idea of how we're going to get there, and the rest of the team is a secondary thought. Y'all sleeping on Zaza? I love Zaza. Don't get me wrong; the man was a near All Star. I'd be more. He, confident he almost in Bogut got more Bogut. votes. I'd be more confident in Bogut. Even Bo- though- Bogut was a better defensive presence, rim protector wise. Um, Zaza brings slightly better ability to get away from the basket, but they don't really need that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for at least you know entertaining that Zaza quote. That was just fucking with you guys. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we know, we know how good the Warriors are. You guys are probably nauseated at how good you know how, how how much we talk about the Warriors. So let's move on to the second team then in, in the, the Pacific Division. That's the Los Angeles Clippers. Are the Clippers a true threat in the West? I I want to say no. And the one thing I do want to say is that preseason game that they kind of played against the Warriors. Just throw it out the window. You lost by 40. There were 40. people in Clippers jerseys there. I don't know if the yeah. Clippers were there. I don't know if they were there either, but throw it out the window. It doesn't matter because once the season actually starts, I'd be a little bit more confident in the Clippers that they're not going to lose by 40, especially to the Warriors. Um, but but what about all the overreactions for preseason? Can't uh, you make all these assumptions? That's Like why most I, spates being amazing? I can't that, wait for Thon Maker. Oh, well, that, there's always that. He's going he's gonna to be so good. But that's honestly, why I on this team, pre-season. most spates. Like that's a big pickup for them. Do you think? Do you think Mo Spates is going to change his team though? He's instant offense, and I really uh-huh. enjoy watching him play. But uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean, he, the thing- he helps them out though, because again, this is a team where it was always like, okay, you've got Chris Paul, you've got Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan is kind of a staple down low. I don't know how much longer he can keep going with his current pace. JJ, dude's been shooting fire forever, but they've been stuck in a rut, so they had to change something. They go out and they look. Paul Pierce aged out pretty mm-hmm. much. He's I, I I effectively think nothing this year. Yeah. So most Spates is their pickup guy. That that's their game changer. That's how they're going to change this offense. 
by adding another guy who can take long-range shots who teams don't respect so he can take those wide-open threes. Do you think they should be changing their offense? Do you think they should kind of go to a John Stockton, Carl Malone thing where Blake turns into more of a, a more of a scorer because Blake is supposed to be the superstar, but you usually don't think of Blake as a guy who can really change a game. I think that'd be interesting. I think I think what you, what you should what they could look at define I don't think, how you define though how you heavy want Blake to be a scorer. Okay, heavy pick and roll. Because I was thinking when you bring up the do you want to go because he's Stockton got this Malone style. I go the first thing I think of would that exact style work in today's NBA? But if you go pick and roll like you said then that'll work. I'm thinking heavy pick and roll with Blake and and Chris Paul. He, Blake's got a decent shot from the outside, mm-hmm. so he can yep. he can go from the elbow and then obviously drive in if he's got got a lane. He's also a decent passer, so he can find DeAndre Jordan if DeAndre Jordan's making cuts or something like that. He, he can even find uh, J.J. Redick because obviously J.J. Redick's just going to be floating around that three-point yep. line. I mean, I, I think that this, this Clipper team needs a change. It's like they have the personnel, but it's like where the fuck – like. Why? Why haven't they ever been good? Or why haven't they yeah. ever been like competitive? Like, where's where's a Western Conference Finals appearance for the Clippers team? Because all of these players are so good, they just can never put it together. I'm gonna pose out a question, but before I do, I want to mm-hmm. say one thing that because Dave was talking about most Spates, the thing that I think he's gonna bring to this team is he was coming from the Warriors, and you look at the teams he's been with, the team that he was with in 2013 before he moved over to the Warriors that same season, the Cleveland Cavaliers. This was not the same Cavs team that had LeBron. He was there before LeBron came back home. Didn't to me it was kind of like, oh, Spates is okay. He's fine. Goes to Golden State, finds his role with a system these mm-hmm. last two years. Now he can bring that to this team. Like, hey, I'm a bench player. This is the role I'm gonna bring off the bench, and I'm fine with that. But the question I wanted to pose is eventually, do we start asking what the Clippers Hey, they got the talent. They got Chris Paul. They got Blake Griffin. They got DeAndre Jordan. They got JJ Redick this on is the a outside. Doc do we do we point the finger at Doc? I'm not no. saying that he should go. I'm just saying, does that finger get pointed that way to where it's like you're not a bad coach, but there's just media like the fit not might medi- be wrong, not mediocrity, but when you go to the playoffs, go to the playoffs, go to the playoffs, and lose, lose, lose. I know they went to a Western Conference Finals once. And then they had injuries this past year. But that was once. I think I think that it's not really Doc's fault. I don't think it's really anyone's fault. I just think this Clippers team really has not gelled because J.J. had his best year last year, but then obviously Blake Griffin was hurt. And then obviously, you know, DeAndre Jordan's still coming into his own as a player. I mean, yeah, he's fucking amazing down low. Mm-hmm. And he's a good defender, at least rim protector. But he's not, he, like, DeAndre Jordan's not a game changer. I think they want him to be this guy who can be like a Dwight Howard of old. Like they, they want him to be kind of a guy who can Similar just be automatic. Similar to uh, Hassan Whiteside in uh, Miami. Pretty much. And he, he, I don't think he can be that guy. I think he's just elevated by the people that's around him. I think that Chris, I mean, he did have that stretch, though. You got to admit, when Blake was out, where he yeah. was putting up like twenty and eighteen, twenty He's and fifteen, still playing with Chris Paul, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, if you're playing with Chris Paul, you're playing with Blake Griffin, you're playing with JJ Redick. How aren't you guys competing for a championship? That's the thing. I don't. I'm, I'm not trying to make this a knock on Chris Paul, but is he the right player for this NBA? Put him in the '90s. He'd be easily the best be point fire. guard. He'd be the best point guard in the league, but I just I don't know if he is big is it, enough, and I don't know if he's actually that good of a scorer enough to be that big of a threat where people are going to be you know attacking them that much. Because look at this team; they don't have a guy who can be the last second shot for them. You know, Bla- Bla- is it is it Chris Paul's fault or is it hey we've paired? It's not Chris Paul's fault. He was just born in the wrong yeah, era. But it, but is it <laughs> is it hey Chris Paul's a great talent? We've paired him with the wrong superstars with DeAndre and Blake. 
I just I don't know if you can win with this team. I think I think it might be just th- this this team is just weirdly composed because you have a lot of good players yeah. and you have a great coach. I think the fit's wrong. I just think that the you need players are weird. It's like it's like kind of uh, when you when you're doing a puzzle piece and it's like that one that like looks like it can really fit, but then you go to put it and it's just like this much of like a, a, and then a you fit just away. Jam it in because you're like fucking. I ain't finding the right piece. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> or, or you could you could do that, I guess. <laughs> or you could just flip the table like I do. But I, I think I think that it's more of this Clippers team just doesn't seem like they mesh well, and 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 you kind of see that on the court, and it's just like it seems like there's blow it up, son. It seems like there's a, yeah. Is it, there a clock on them? Uh, two years. Because Chris Paul's going to get old. Chris Paul's getting really old. JJ's getting old. And you'll have Blake and DeAndre, and you'll have Twin Towers down there. But then you got it. You got to get draft picks soon yeah, or later. Yeah, I mean, even behind them, bench depth, you've got Jamal Crawford. You're kind of on Austin Rivers. Oof. Paul Pierce, the ghost of, soon to be Rip. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right. like, he's done. So yeah. this, this team, I think their end is very soon. And I think if they don't compete for a championship this year, pieces are being moved. Will period. they compete? I don't think they are. I think, think so? I think this is a disappointing year for them. Ricky? Define compete because they're going to be a playoff Western team. Conference Finals. Yeah, no, Western Conference Finals. Not, not a chance. They might get to the second round if they're lucky. Really? In my mind. Yeah. If they're lucky? If they're lucky. And I say lucky. You said they were going to be like well, a third seed. I say, no, four. Four, okay. They're going to be the gotcha. four because I'm still putting the Thunder. The Thunder are my weird team because I feel like Russ can carry this team. I feel like Billy Donovan can coach this team. But do we see a swap with the Clipper and the Thunder this year, right now, I think I'm going to have them locked into four when we get to our final predictions before the season. Mm-hmm. I just, with this team, it's just a, I say lucky because of also what Dave mentioned last year, injuries seem to bite this team. And the older you get, the, the more, more chances for those injuries. Yeah. yeah. I like how you kind of tried to finish this sentence right there. I, I stopped myself. It, does, <laughs> I, it, doesn't I do ha- it. it doesn't happen often. I mean, we, we haven't done that in a long time. Damn. It's the We Agree podcast, <laughs> not the We Agree podcast. This is, that was weird. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to a, to a team, teams that are, that are younger and, and teams that might be competitive soon. And obviously you have the love of the Lakers for Ricky putting b- fucking Luke it's Walton so high. It's not the so love high. for the Lakers. Number I five. love Luke Walton. Luke Walton. I, I think he's a great coach. But five? I love Luke Walton. Like, ah, whatever. Anyways, five's way too high. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, I'm, gonna, I'm always going to say that. Personal rankings, man. Anyways. You have uh, your own tomato, tomato. Out of these three teams, which team do you think has the brightest future? I love them all. <laughs> really? No. No, I just want to, really? I want to see your face when you realize that I was talking about the Kings there. Um, yeah. No, I, I think the, the, the Suns have a very deep backcourt. Uh, they still have, obviously, giant question marks uh, with the front court though. I think the Lakers have a sound build plan around them, and I'm not as bought in on Ricky as is with Luke Walton, but I am very eager to see what he can do with these young mm. guys and mold them. I, 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 I Lakers. Lakers. I, I like I like the Lakers a little bit better. And there's a bias there, Ricky. Yeah, there's a bias I'm, there. I'm going with the Lakers too because I think really I, th- I think that Walton's the right coach. Wait, I'm not that anxious, but to yeah. it's Luke Walton. Build, like he's the right coach to take like hey, what's the best team? They can have in like four Cal Singlers on their team, and it's it's still Luke Walton well, coaching. It's not going to be like we're not going to have instant success like we saw. Yes, he had the best team last year, but. The yeah, thing if, that they, he, if they go twenty-seven and zero off the start, I mean, the <laughs> thing that he's going to be able to do though is take that warrior system and instill a. I'm not saying the exact same system, but the discipline, the he just kind do, of culture. He let them play. There's no discipline well, no, to the no, warriors. I'm saying he let them play. 
But that's, at, what, that's how he let it go. But and at the first, problem is, when you're starting this, with this Laker team, last year, what was it? Tank Commander. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Russell, get the hell out of here because I don't like you. You're an amateur. He's going to come yeah. in. He's going to build his culture. That's what I should have said. He's going to build Culture's that culture yep. the way he wants it. When I look at the other two teams, the Kings are a shit show. They don't even know how to draft right. And then I look don't at this. tell us twice. It was one pick. I, I look <laughs> at the Suns, though, and I think good team. I like the talent. The big question for me, because he's a – he was the interim last year. Now he gets the full head coaching ta- tag. It's going to be as Earl Watson the guy. Is he the guy for I this no team? Idea. That's my only question with the Suns because I don't with, expect them to compete. Well, with the Suns, it's not even Earl Watson because I don't. I don't know. I uh, you, really. You I'm gotta, not you, saying fire. You, him. You, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I, he's no. a question mark. Yeah. No, I know. I, but, but, but the thing with the Suns, it's more worrisome. It's this this front office. Jesus, I mean, you, I'm I'm going to trust these guys to move Bledsoe or Knight correctly, or or whatever they choose there, it's th- going to be wrong. They're most like, <laughs> that, like there's, I'm that, sorry, that no, is just the there. one. Completely, the one they trade completely. is just going to blow up. That and the fact that I just have a feeling that they're going to fuck up and like trade Devin Booker and be like, oh well, shit, we traded the wrong one. There's already rumors because of the injuries up in uh, Detroit that you know one of these guys was going back, and it was like. Oh, this is gonna so go so poorly. It is so poorly. I, I just, I, I, the one thing with the Suns, it's, it's so hard to put my faith in the Suns because I really yeah. do like what they have. I mean, obviously oh, you I, have Chris, you have Bender, you have uh, the two guys that I just mentioned. You have and Booker, Tyler Ulis. You have Ulis. You even oh. have uh, T.J. Warren. And you have Alex yeah. Len. I mean, there's a lot of promising things there, but I just feel like the fucking GMs are gonna fuck it up. Yeah. And it, it's so hard to be like the Suns are gonna be a good team, but, mm-hmm. but so, so that's why I'm gonna say the Lakers just because they do have some bit of history there. That they have been a winning franchise. I know you have fucking Kobe Bryant, but still, I mean, you have pieces there that that have been around a winning culture. Where the Suns, that's been lost. And, and Mike D'Antoni had flashes, but then again, how much was that Mike D'Antoni? How much was that the GM, or how much was that just really yeah. the, the team around him? So I'm gonna. They say, also had MVP Steve, uh, Steve Nash. I yeah, almost said Steve I, Kerr, Nash. but Steve Nash. Yeah. I, I, Stealing those two MVPs away from Shaq. I I, I agree <laughs> with the, with the Lakers just because. The Lakers do have a lot of promise. The one thing that I'm going to say, though, is Brandon Ingram looked bad. He did not hit a shot. 0 for 4, 0 for 5 from three-point land, too. He, uh, it was bad. Look, look, but it's okay because Luke Walton's already said, look, he's not starting for us. Mm-hmm. He's going to play off the bench. He's going to work his way in, and we're going to go easy. It, it's it's no-pressure situation. The one thing, Ricky, what you mentioned earlier when you're talking about Luke Walton and establishing his culture there, and that's one of the things that, uh, th- there's a highlighter. Like I'm like, that's mm-hmm. absolutely necessary. The big question is with the Warriors. He let them be themselves. He let them play however they felt was best for the team. Because but you also had you, a veteran, a more veteran well, team. That's the thing. Yeah. On this team where you have an immature De- D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell, you have Lou Williams who, no offense, the man shouldn't be a he, – he's a great six man. He'll mm-hmm. take shots. He's That's what he's good at. But, like, he's not a leader on the court. Well, and that's why I Are like Are you kind of Lou Aldang? No. To be, well, like, the, the, oh, leader? the veteran yeah, leader? Sure. Lou, Without a doubt. Lou is going to be the veteran leader this year. But can but he set that precedence for the whole team? The thing – he's going to – He's going to have to, let's be honest. He's, he's, he's going to be leader. there for a couple but years, so it's not going to be one year. The one thing that yeah, I Yeah, but year say, one with Luke Walton is like the most pivotal year because yeah. this is going to decide if they're going to A, get a top three draft pick this year. They have mm-hmm. to. Or well, they B, have to. if they end up making some interesting moves and one of these young pieces is going to move because... Remember, they have yeah. to be impressively bad. Impressively one, bad, you're right, the one to quote thing, Ricky. The one thing I want to say... Is the thing I love about this Brandon Ingram thing yeah. with mm-hmm. the um, not having him start is 
A, like you said, Dave, the no-pressure situation. Yeah. There's yeah. no pressure on him. And I think what's going to happen is it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, we drafted you so high, but this ain't your kingdom yet. you got to earn it. Yeah, and well, I when think I, he knows that. Well, he and he does because I think um, when he was on, he was on the herd. I want to say it was a month or a few weeks ago. He even said, like, because Cowherd asked him, "What, like, what do you feel about take? Yeah. not starting?" And he he gave to me the perfect answer: that it's going to make him more hungry. It's going to make him work harder so that he can become. I think it's Luke Walton saying, "Hey, this you can have the keys to the kingdom one day." It's kind of like Mufasa sitting there with Simba going. All this could be yours. You got to earn it. And that's how he's set in the culture to yeah. make Brandon Ingram the leader of the future. One thing that I do want to bring up, and let's transition a little over to the Kings because oh, we I talked about one last point on the Lakers. Go. Larry Nance Jr. Yes. Dude's a stud. Firecracker. I absolutely love him. And I honestly think like Julius Randle is in dangerous position. Mm-hmm. Really? Be, yes. Really? He looks so unnatural in the lane. Mm-hmm. He is almost robotic with some of his like motions, and I feel like Larry Nance... He's a flowy player. He he just looks so good on the court. The offense seems to run a little better. He seems to be a high-energy guy, so he'll give you a little more effort on defense. Even if like he doesn't have the physical to back that up, he's going to give you more effort. And mm-hmm. I think at some point, like I, I like him better than Randall. One guy we're forgetting on this. When we, one guy. Th- when, we went, when we went back to the um, who's going to be a veteran presence and a yeah. leader, we totally forgot about Lou Williams. Could he be? Could Dave be, talked about Could it. it be like the two Lou's? And then yeah, I'm going to throw off Lou. I'm going to throw Mozgov in there too because Mozgov's a guy. Yeah, I ragged on him for his contract, mm-hmm. but he's a veteran guy. He's a smart guy. LeBron. Knows when to say yes. Yeah, yeah, no one to say yes, Didn't but he's also coming from a, a winning culture. Well, winning culture because of LeBron in Cleveland. Because yeah. LeBron, the yeah. So, so you best bring coach. in, you know, a head coach who is on the winningest team mm-hmm. in history. You bring in a center from the champions. So I mean, look, you bring they're, in a they're guy not doing like a Luol Deng who played with Thibodeau and Spolstra. Yeah, great locker room guy, great mm-hmm. veteran. So I mean, look, they've done all the right moves to get this franchise off the ground, like resurrect this Lakers franchise. Whereas the Suns, building from ground zero, mm. they've got great, talented point guards. But outside of that, it's potential, potential, potential. Guys, we didn't mention the Kings. Come on. Come on. What? Papa John's Papa time. Giannis, man. Are you good to deliver? Can I talk? <laughs> I'm the host of this goddamn show. Sometimes That's what you think. Like it's going to happen. That's what you think. My question was, is Boogie going to be traded? Maybe. <laughs> really? Maybe. Yeah. We we talk about this every year, but is it going to happen? Are the Kings set with working with Boogie? Are they going to have to be clearing house? What what are your thoughts? I mean, uh, is Boogie going to be traded? Also, real quick, just to throw a jab at Papa Giannis, in that Lakers-Kings game, the person with the lowest uh, plus-minus was Papa Giannis with a minus 30. <laughs> he played 16 minutes. <laughs> just, I love it. Just I throwing it, it out there. Um, look, I, I don't know if Boogie's going anywhere. Uh, it, it's an experiment. I think they're going to play double bigs, and they're going to try to run around that. Uh, I think next year is the year we talk about. We talk every year is the year we talk, year. We talk we're, about. We're going to talk about it this year. <laughs> we're going to talk ne- until he's dead. Next yeah. year is the year where I think it happens because his contract's up after the 2017-2018 season. Next year is the one where it's like. It's gonna happen because guess what? He's gonna walk. Yeah, but now you can you get suck. more. You can get more now because yeah, then, then you have him he for another year. Him. Yeah, a a you get him from one more year, so it's not just a rental. Mm-hmm. And B, there's always a chance that he could just tank his own stock. 
just because he doesn't, you know, wanna. I just think that the Kings are fucked. I, I am I'm hoping that. for the resurrection of Ty Lawson. I, I would I like to see it. I think that he has potential to go off, and I love. I think I shot you guys the uh, the boogie interview mm-hmm. with Ty Lawson. Um, Motherfuckers, quick! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! We're I didn't know. Supposed to say that. <laughs> I thought we were just having a conversation. <laughs> oh, that was great. That, that was that was one classic of the ones where I'm like, that's great. Yeah. One, great. one one thing is is that I want to see what this team can do put put together, but I I, I feel like. Out of the three that we mentioned, they have the most ability to become a playoff team, but also they're the closest from not being in contention. Yeah, at all. I mean, look, you've got three veterans with uh, Boogie, Rudy Gay, and Aaron Aflalo. Collison has potential to be really good. Ty Lawson, if he returns back to like half the man he used to be when he was an All Star, mm-hmm. you got a steal there. Uh, a lot of these other guys are kind of questionable. Like, how much are they really going to contribute? Well, but... you got Matt Barnes who can punch some people in limited playing time. <sighs> he's he's not bad off the bench. He's not. Matt Barnes isn't an awful pickup. No, he could also no, punch some people. It, again, he could also hit a half court shot. Matt mm-hmm. Barnes isn't it's one. It's the question of how, are are we bringing Matt Barnes because we don't believe in Richardson? Because now we're going to slow down his progression because he's going to see less playing time, and that's my concern. That's why, like. Scal, you know he's going to get some time in there mm-hmm. because, you know, it's him, Papa Giannis, and Costa Kufis. Look, let's be honest, Costa has probably got the or just a huge advantage over the other, these other two guys, but Papa John's, everybody's going to want to see because of his high draft pick. And Scal is they? one of those guys who dropped, and I think in two years – his game will be solid, but I think he needs that time to grow. So I think the bench is the best place for him. Oh, so let's throw in the other stat line for Papa Giannis. Five minutes, no shots taken, no threes taken, no free throws taken. He had a one turnover and it, about, for a minus five. To talk about a player that uh, is actually going to do something. Well, that's fair. do something because he's got to prove himself. Sure. I think the most important guy in this backcourt is Willie Cauley-Stein. Didn't have too hot of a year last year. Needs best backcourt in the NBA was uh, the Magic, right? Those, yeah. It was best front court. <laughs> uh, but Willie Cauley-Stein uh, yep. <laughs> needs to step up this season. He does. Yeah. He needs to He's be the one. He's not going to, though. He, I'm, he I'm is not what saying he is. he is. I'm saying he needs He's to be. He's a shitty DeAndre Jordan. I was going to say, he's got to be closer to DeAndre Jordan. I, I think that the pairing of him and Boogie could be very interesting just because the fact that Boogie can now kind of bring people away from the basket, and that's oh, where, yeah. where, where Cauley-Stein can, can kind of make his, his, his mark made. And, and Cauley-Stein is still young. Uh, I, I mean, I think that out of everyone in the ba- the yeah the backcourt for the Kings, I don't think he has the most potential because still look at Scal. I mean, Scal was drafted very low, but I think just one thing that is is that Cauley Stein needs to find his his rhythm because DeAndre Jordan looked awkward as fuck in his early years. Cauley Stein's kind of still got still that's has true. that feel. So that, that's very true. I actually. think that one thing that is that Cauley Stein needs to deal with is 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 this kind of mobility and and I think. Coach Yeager, great hire. I think I think he might be able to do that. But well, he didn't do it. Like he got to the playoffs with fucking shit. La- I'm gonna say shit last year because all the good players in Memphis were injured. Mm-hmm. Ain't wrong. He ain't gonna get to the playoffs this year, but maybe he can do something with this Kings team. Maybe a little bit better than we maybe. think. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. And that's that's the fun part about this. Uh, let's real quick wrap this up with playoff teams. Uh, Warriors are making the playoffs out of this division, right? Oh, dude, last place in the division. Yeah. All right. Can't can't stress it enough. Last place in the whole league, they're going to have the number one pick. I think we can agree with Warriors and Clippers only from this, this division. Yeah. It's a safe bet. Yep. Warriors and Clippers from this division. We'll see in a couple of years. These other teams maybe pop up in there. Let's talk now about teams that might be close to the playoff fringe here. We're going to talk about the teams that we ranked from 11 to 20. Teams that are going to be in playoff discussion, you, the ones on the higher end are most likely locks, but the ones on the lower ends are teams that might be 
in between here. What team on this in between might have the most chance? Let's start on the high end. What team might have the most chance to actually make a deep playoff run? Let's let's talk about that. Oh, you just you just want it. You you want us to talk about your boy. He's over in Indiana. He just drops balls. PG thirteen. <laughs> okay. The man is literally the embodiment first. of a small forward in this league in today's age. Mm-hmm. He he's the only man who can go toe to toe with LeBron James and keep it competitive. Uh, they did a good job building around him with a bunch of veterans. This is clearly their all in push. They mm-hmm. know what they've got and they're going for it. I'm hyped, but I also reserve the right to think that this could also implode in their face. I'm also surprised you didn't say the Rockets. <laughs> Talking about imploding here. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 screw you. I love the Rockets. They're an amazing team. Houston I was offense. saving them. You mean the Houston Hardens? The Houston Hardens. The Houston, Houston, the Houston, Houston 142 man, <laughs> points per game. That man will stat stuff like none have seen before. Like, we thought Russell Westbrook was bad with the point. Mm-hmm. James Harden is that, like, on crack. <laughs> Give me the stat line. Give me your, your prediction you, for stat line. Harden's average this year, his average for this season will be 30, 15, and 8. Think about it. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. He's going to average 15, 15 assists? Re- yes, 15 assists. Okay, I thought you were talking rebounds. He had he had 22 and 11. I thought rebounds were second. I know, no, I know what you mean, but still, oh, 15 no. assists. Yeah. I, I know, I know. Both per the, game? Yes. I like, you guys, the, I like the straight face of Dave, like, Yes, you, he's you, looking at you like you're the stupid to, yes. one. <laughs> you do realize he he in the in, I know early early um uh, what do you call it, preseason game twenty two and eleven and five twenty two eleven and five without playing a full game. Come on, okay, but you Dave, have Ryan Anderson who was just jacking up threes like they went shot for shot with Porzingis. That was one of the funnest <laughs> things to watch was Ryan Anderson just going just destroying that three point line. Okay, but let's uh, you got Trevor. He's a Dude, this team is super fun to watch. I'm excited. Hard, I'm telling you, I'm not wrong here. Harden will be closer to 30, 15, and 8 than like 25, 10, and 5. You know the all-time this is, this record is, is John our... Stockton for 14.5 I don't assists care. per season. This is for I don't care. Our, like... If they're going to average 140 points a game, you're telling me he can't find 15 assists? Are you, you telling me that? Are you, <sighs> are you, do you think Jesus. you're going to average 140 points per game? I said 142. Who's their coach, Ricky? Okay. They're not going to play defense. All right. (laughs) This is for our bold prediction segment before we get to the regular season. Let's reel this in, Ricky. You kind of talked about the Thunder earlier. Do you think they can actually make a shot at the the title? No. I don't think so. The most I will will give them is, I want to say Western Conference Finals, but it'll probably be second round as of right now. They've got a great great starting four. They've They've got one (sighs) huge gap. Which they hopefully can overcome by moving somebody over from uh, shooting guard because mm-hmm. uh, he's oversized anyway. But look, it, it's really going to come down to Westbrook and Oladipo being that dynamic duo in the backcourt, two freakish athletes who can cover anybody in this league. And I, I mean, honestly, it, that down low pairing between Cantor and Adams, mm-hmm. like like I said, this is a team with one weakness. Oh, I'm not saying and it's a not bad super exposed. I'm just saying with so me, they can go with anybody. I think. I'm I'm thinking with me right now. If I had to put my money on it, I'm looking for Warrior Spurs in the Western Conference Finals. I am of hard cor- pressed to give it to the Spurs over of the. Of course, when yeah. games actually start, everything changes. This is just like an early, just kind of thought that we all have mm-hmm. for ourselves coming in, but. My like, I still think the Spurs are going to be the second best team in the Western Conference, and with the Thunder, it's they've got a good team. Like I'm looking at our rankings, they had the second best point guard, they had the third best six man, 
The ones that really tanked them were power forward. They had the last. Ersan Small forward, they had last. Kyle Singer. So those are two guys. I Who mean, we don't know actually will start. We had... Right. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm under the assumption that they're going to run dynamic duo down low yeah. between Cantor well, and Adams. Cantor, so. Cantor, Cantor's the sixth man. Cantor's yeah. the yeah. third guy for six man. And I mean, this is a team that has a good coach, has a good front court. Ru- like, Russ, the thing that like I didn't want to get overhyped, but that slam that he had, I think it was, what, Barcelona Who? that he played? Like I was like, oh, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's playing Barcelona. Let's not get too hyped now. <laughs> well, like, well, at first I wanted to go, whoa, hold everyone back. But then I'm like, oh, wait, it's Barcelona. It's still Barcelona. One thing I do want to throw out real quick is is that you can check out our, our our rankings down in the description below. 11 through 20 is what we're talking about. we got the Pacers at 11, the Heat at 12, the Thunder at 13, the Rockets at 14, 15 are the Bulls, right in the middle of the pack here. Uh, well, I think the middle of this pack is the most interesting, especially – I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna look to the Eastern yeah, real, teams. Real quick, Wizards, Knicks, and Bulls. Real quick, sixteen are the Blazers, seventeen are the Knicks, eighteen are the Wizards, nineteen are the Mavericks, and twenty are the Nuggets. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say to me the middle of the pack, the Wizards, the Knicks, and I'm gonna throw the Bulls in there. Those are the most interesting teams. The Bulls just for what are they going to do with this new collection? I think the Heat players. are interesting as well. Yeah. Well, the the Heat at the top, it's gonna be. Really, for them, it's the loss of D Wade, and the can they get Chris past Bosch. that? And the loss of Chris Bosch. Mm-hmm. But the I, done. I really don't think about that. Maybe I don't think about that because he didn't play the end of the season, so he was kind he of was already a huge gone. force in why they got yeah. there. Yeah. So losing Wade, losing Bosch, but to me, and Dang, the, and Joe Johnson. But for me, <laughs> the Knicks. This is the self-proclaimed super team by Derrick Rose. Are they going to be good? Can the Wizards stay healthy? Can they make a, make a push will for the Derek playoffs? Will Derrick Rose be in jail for his maybe, uh, maybe legal troubles? Maybe he will, and then not not take off preseason games, but then get upset at the jury selection. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know what, what this turned into, but uh, any, any... Got a little beef with Derrick Rose. Okay, we, real quick, uh, are the Knicks an actual threat? Yeah. Because we have them outside, really. I mean, if we're, if we're taking the top 16, 16 teams to make the playoffs in the NBA, let's just say we take them, conferences are gone. Knicks do make the play, uh, miss the playoffs in this. Do you think they'll actually make it in the East, though? I think that they are a very close contender for that 8. That 7-8 are, are the question marks in the East because, like, I, I think, think we've covered it a lot. and Knicks have, they're going to be the ones competing for it. And really what it's going to come down to is this Bulls team, like you said, it's injuries, it's health, it's completely on. Is Derek going to stay healthy? Is Joe going to stay healthy? Because mm-hmm. we've seen what Porzingis and Melo can do together, mm-hmm. and Melo has learned to share the ball more, and Porzingis has grown his game. He is getting better and better as we talk. Um with the Bulls, I think it is just completely how is this offense going to function? Because I don't think there's any other questions to this team. We've got great veterans. We've got a ton of young guys coming off the bench who are exciting. But it's just like something's got to add up. And until I see it with my own eyes, I'm not believing it. I do want to say hashtag preseason overreaction. In that first preseason game, D. Wade went two for two from beyond the arc, guys. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, he can Whoa. he can make some threes, so maybe but, we're not going to be so hard pressed. They're still zero and two, but but <laughs> it's your a boy. Preseason. Who cares? It's a preseason. Who cares that he made two threes? <laughs> one, one of the most controversial. Preseason overreaction. <laughs> I was yeah. coming I'm back. I'm mocking it. I was, camping, I was coming back with my well, own overreaction. Welcome to the sarcasm. I was coming back with my <laughs> own overreaction. Oh my god, you too. Too uh, much. I got I got yelled at for talking stories, and you guys are talking preseason overreaction. Save it. I'm making. We will fun of the. We will blow up the preseason overreactions next week. Next week we're going to do bold predictions for the preseason. Thon Maker, you're going to score. 
score 50 points. Oh, in the preseason and fall out. season? Both. And fall okay. out. And, and <laughs> fall real, real quick, one interesting team that's kind of low in my mind is the is the Blazers. I I, I know I know the dynamic duo of, of Lillard and, and McCollum, but I think they could be really good this year. I think that they well, can be a top five team in the West. They they have that potential, and this kind of goes back to uh, Ricky's crazy terrible analogy last week with the whole. <laughs> If you have two great players, they can carry scrubs with mm-hmm. you because their greatness over exceeds average players on other teams. So it's about the talent between, that you have, not the amount Dame of and players. CJ. Like those two guys can go lights out. They can go like Dame goes on fire in clutch mm-hmm. moments. It's it's just awesome. It's one of the coolest things to see was him taking that three point shot last second of the game mm-hmm. year after year. It seemed like it. I mean. I, I love to watch them play, but they have some massive problems that they need to overcome. And this is a team that, like you said, okay, maybe they can go for the playoffs because they have those two guys. I think they probably are going to make it in just purely off of their back. Like, what, that's It's a two-man team. What will it take to get them to more of a solid footing in contendership? Because, hey, we talked about it a little bit, but uh, I, I know that it's more of an inside presence here. Mm-hmm. and. I know that this probably won't happen. It's just me kind of going on a Ricky uh, rant here, but uh, Demarcus Cousins, bring on the crazy. No, could you could you think of that? I don't think it's going to happen. I think what they're going to look at right now is last year in the playoffs, especially. I know they were injured, but mm-hmm. that series against the Clippers, they really liked what they got out of Plumlee, and then this year getting Myers Leonard back, he was 19th on the six men rankings for the Trailblazers. What can you get from Leonard coming back from the injury? I think you look at that before you look at making a trade because, I mean, if you're trading for DeMarcus Cousins, I think the Kings right now, no pun intended, they're going to ask for a King's ransom. That's what they're going to do. No pun intended. Oh, yeah, sure, right. You you planned that. No pun intended. He he was writing that down. (laughs) When I I think King's ransom, I think of the Wayne Gretzky 30 for 30. That's what I think of. I know know what you're referencing. On the Mm -hmm. upside, though, they did pick up uh, Festus Azili from Golden State. So, again, bringing in someone who's in that winning team who has that kind of uh, presence with him. I mean, he wasn't a massive contributor, but again, good rim protector, decent boards. Um, you'll get a little bit out of him. But yeah, I mean, they really do need to shrimp that down low post. And I mean, let's, that's that's it. Let's let's wrap this up it, 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 with with this. Is is what ty- team most surprises you in, in this ranking? Is, is it does any team really surprise surprises you? Surprises how? That they're there or that they... I think the Wizards could shock people because... Look, Bradley Beal was one of the most contested people that we uh, went over in our positional rankings, I think. We mm-hmm. can all agree on that because yeah. the hype of what he can be when healthy versus the potential he gets re-injured, it, I mean, it's a toss-up. But I, I think him and John Wall make one of the best. Like I was just talking hype about Damon CJ. Him and John Wall would destroy. And, I, I mean, look, I know they, I know CJ has a better shot, but, like, the oh my god! I just John Wall is fantastic, and for years I've watched him be stuck with no one around him. And Beal was like, "Oh my god, this could be it! This could be the mm-hmm, guy!" Mm-hmm. And then it's injury and you know weird off play, and then yeah, they're both alphas, but whatever. Yeah, Fuck, they're gonna weird. work. It's gonna work. I've got my hope. This was. Are you team. locking it in? I'm locking the Wizards in as a playoff team. Where at? Oh. Come on, it's hard enough to admit they're a playoff team. Don't don't make me just pin it down. Eight, we'll, we'll just get say to our, eight. Be safe. We'll, yeah. we'll get to our predictions later. Yeah. Ricky. We'll, I'm gonna say the Nuggets, and the reason the why goodness? Well, the the nuggety goodness per se, as Dave just said. <laughs> I don't know why I just repeated. I don't know. It, it just sounds so dirty. But does it? <laughs> a little bit. What do you guys think about nougat? <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask. Don't tell. Oh, God. That's the process. He's we're a gonna fat make guy. Think about it. Push through. Push through. 
the Nuggets only because like I, that expe- <laughs> I expected that. Of course, you got to. You Dude, always come on, got come to. Come on, all right. But uh, I expect them to be a lot lower. And I mean, guys, there were some guys that did save them, but the two that I look at that really hurt them and why they might be higher if we weren't the ones doing the rankings is. I look a at lot Gary. Seems to be higher yeah. if you were doing the rankings. <laughs> I look at Gary. Well, Papa Giannis wouldn't be the worst six. You're welcome, Kings fans. But uh, I look at Gary Harris and I look at Emmanuel Moutier. We got some comments on those videos, especially Moutier. Always oh, going to be a beast. Always oh, going to be improved. Well, that wasn't but, even our rankings. That was just for you guys talking about well, the Northwest. That, that yeah. too, and I mean, you look at Moutier. He was 26th on our rankings. Gary Harris 21st. It was one of those things where it's like. I mean, Kenneth Fareed kind of saved you being in the top 10, and then you had the front court being middle of the pack. But I look at this team and I go, we weren't too kind to your front, your back court. Mm-hmm. So Gary Harris is legit, though. I'll give, are, I'll give him that. The line. Maybe, those, maybe those guys were a little bit too low in our combined rankings, yep. but they're a team that I'm like, they could be a lot higher, but also... They could be a lot lower. They're kind of on the fringe. They got a lot of fluctuation mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, one one team that I think that, that could surprise, and uh, I think that is the Blazers. I just feel like I feel like if they can put something down low that works efficiently, I think I think that the the, the combo of Dame and, and CJ might be something that can get them to possibly the Western Conference Finals. Just because I think that they they are very dangerous. I think that's a team we got to look out for. Uh, but that's going to wrap up this episode of the Fast Break Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on Block Talk Radio, thank you so much. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. Ricky, stop doing finger guns. Sorry. Uh, I can't. I can't I'm trying to it. censor can't him over here. It. Don't trigger anyone. Um, but Ooh. anyways, it's going to be uh, wrapping up this Fast Break Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Don't forget to check us out on blogtalkradio.com. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to do all that fun stuff. Don't forget to check out patreon.com slash Podcast. If you do want to see you know, Bubble Wrap Friday or Bubble Wrap Friday. Still don't know what that is, Or Dave. Bubble Wrap Friday. Or more video podcasts, or, maybe. Or, or more video podcasts. Or, or uh, Bubble Wrap Friday because we film these on Fridays. Bubble Wrap Friday. Do you know video what Bubble Friday is? Because I still don't know, and he's been talking he about it for He doesn't need to month. know. No, he doesn't need to know. Okay. Anyways, for Dave Oster I think you and Ricky Widmer, I'm Sean Anderson, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.